Welcome to the Shenmue AM2 Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 Podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew and Matt, and we're here for episode 25 uh, this episode is going to just be talking about some recent Shenmue news, some stuff that's happening in the community, and then Matt and I are each going to profile five kind of random characters, characters that we each kind of picked because we think they're interesting uh, from the original Shenmue game. Like, not characters you'd be thinking of that you know by name. Like, these are random NPCs for the most part. Yeah, well, like, we're not doing, like, Tom or Goro. No. Um, like, they wrote up backstories for everybody in, in the world of Shenmue one, at least. We're going to tr- possibly be able to do a Shenmue 2 one as well. Um, I do have a player's guide that has some write-ups for some characters, but I don't read Japanese, so mm-hmm. if anyone out there does, hit us up at Shenmue AM2 Podcast, or, yeah, Shenmue AM2 Podcast at gmail.com, and uh, we may uh, discuss some stuff. Can you translate this whole book for me real quick? <laughs> I'll, I'll send you PDFs. <laughs> um... So let's uh, get into it. Uh, First off, we want to thank our first ever uh, fan written or fan idea for a sponsorship. Uh, A fellow by the name of Robert uh, submitted an idea for the episode where we had Scott Pell on. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the Sumitomo Bank. Um, We just posted today on our Facebook page. Um, that we're looking for fan submissions. I posted the list of all the ones that have already been used, and we did get immediately, within, I think, 30 minutes, a fan response. <laughs> Pretty uh, good which, one. Which is really good. <laughs> and it's referencing something from a prior episode, too. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to use that for this episode. It's referencing your dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the next thing we want to talk about is uh, Pete Campbell, uh, so the Irish fellow there that uh, did a lot of streaming for the Shenmue Dojo. Uh, he has started his own little Shenmue, um, I don't want to say community, Shenmue Twitch YouTube channel mm-hmm. uh, called the Shenmue Lounge. Um, Pete's been kind enough to post our little logo in his uh, in a banner on his streaming thing, and he at the Shenmue Dojo, and he's going to continue to do that for us um, on his on his site. Um, he's launching the official um, first stream. It's the uh, going to be streaming the Paris Games Week uh, Sony announcement on October thirtieth. Huh. Um, I forgot that was coming. It's and I quote: two p.m. British summertime. So that's like probably 11 p.m. here? 10 p.m.? Or sorry, did you say 2 p.m.? 2 p.m., okay. Yeah. So I think they're like four hours ahead of us, so 2, 10 a.m. or something like that. But also summertime, I'm assuming, references uh, daylight savings time? Probably. I don't know. We'll figure figure this out. Um, Trusty Google. uh, Then what his channel is going to kind of be is he's going to be streaming three nights a week. Um, the first play, he's doing playthroughs essentially. His first one is October 31st um, on Tuesdays. That's what's going to be known as his legacy stream, uh, where he's just playing original Shenmue games. Um, I think he's going to be doing the PAL versions of them, original hardware, just playing through the game. Mm. Uh, Thursday nights, um, and I think these are all at 9 p.m. UK time. Uh, Thursdays, he's doing 100% stream, so trying to 100% both games. 
Uh, he's going to be doing using Demule. We talked about that beforehand. Is that how you pronounce it? Demule? Demule? I don't De- know. Demule? Um, so it's going to be high quality uh, stream, like high, better visuals, things like that. And then Sundays, he's going to attempt to speed run um, Shenmue 2. Uh, he's going for the world record, which is apparently like an hour and 56 minutes and 32 seconds. That doesn't seem possible. Ghosting and clipping and oh, a bunch of stuff. That's cheating. Take that up with Pete. <laughs> So yeah, check that out. Um, one more thing out there for people to enjoy. I like how a lot of stuff's been popping up lately, um, which we're going to get more to here in a sec. Um, Phantom Riverstone, uh, we've referenced his blog a million times. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff there. He's doing an eBay merch spotlight now uh, with a company called Retro Import Gamer. And until it sells, I'm assuming, there's just a random piece of Shenmue memorabilia that's being advertised, I guess, on their website, which is pretty neat. Just something random from eBay? A Shenmue-related item, though. Yeah, yeah. And then... But it's not, like, fan-created stuff? Like, it's not Etsy stuff? I don't think so, no. I think it's, like, old um, stuff from... Hmm. I think right now is... uh, I don't want to say bookmark... Um, hmm. Like one of those things you used to put on your cell phones, I think. Okay. I can't remember. Um, but check it out. Uh, Phantom Riverstone blog. Uh, Blue Mew, another member of the community. He did, I think, used to do some modding. Now he posts a lot of just Shenmue videos. He recently did the one about time lapsing mm-hmm. or the watches. So time in Shenmue 1 and time in Shenmue 2 don't pass at the same rate. <gasps> Um, that's I learned that. That's something new. Uh, check out, he has launched a new blog. Uh, it's called Blue Mew, so B-L-U-E-M-U-E dot blogspot dot C-A. <laughs> so he, like, discovered that between Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2, the size of the Milky Way galaxy... Or no, this, just our solar system changed. <laughs> what? It takes less time. Oh, okay. For, uh, I'm, okay. The Earth to rotate. <laughs> um... So yeah, that's new, and again, something to check out. I recently went to New York. Mm. And as, as you've done many times now. <laughs> it's My wife and I do it for our anniversary. <laughs> we did go to a hockey game earlier this year as well. Go Habs. <laughs> um, they're not doing too good this year. Let's just... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, and James Reiner, a huge member of the Shenmue community, uh, lives in New Jersey, works in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I was able to meet up with him. We went out. I was um, jealous. You sent me pics. Did we? Yeah. What were we doing like? You were like, I don't know, probably drinking or you were sitting down at somewhere. Um, and there was like some some pics of you on the street. Maybe Kyla took those see, I was incognito. Make, I was trying to make this sound dirty like we were doing. Something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't have a filthy mind, so I didn't get your joke. <laughs> I was, my wife and I went down and then... Um, uh, a longtime friend of mine, Jason, and his fiance, who's also a friend. I don't know why I describe them like that. <laughs> um, we all went down to New York, and I think it was our fifth or fifth night there. Uh, we met at a barcade. I met James, and I was just kind of walking through New York, finding it. And there I see a man in a Rio Hazuki jacket, <laughs> and he's facing away from me. So the first thing I see is the tiger, and I'm like, if this isn't James, this night's gonna get a lot better. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we met up. We James bought me a drink. Um, we bought a bunch of tokens and played a bunch of arcade games, and we had a blast. Uh, we played uh, James, Jason, and I. We played Daytona. Let's go, eh? Uh, Jason won. I also, um, if you can see here on my leg, 
Uh, I busted my lag open on the Daytona arcade machine. It's still healing out or something. Uh, I think getting. uh, I can't remember. You should sue. It was bleeding pretty bad. I should sue. (laughs) I'm not gonna sue Saga. No, I can't. They they need all the money they can get. They do. Um, We played the Simpsons arcade game. Classic. We played Crazy Taxi. Uh, we played 18, the 18 wheeler game by Sega, yeah. which is so damn hard. Yeah, I played it on GameCube. I've been looking for it on GameCube for a long time and I have not found it. Mm. We played a bunch of games, we had fun. Um, we went to a place called Black Iron Burger, um, one of the best hamburgers I've ever eaten. Oh, yeah. Um, big thing in New York, uh, they don't split bills. Uh, and it took us, because we were kind of drunk, mm-hmm. like 10 or 15 minutes to split the bill. <laughs> you mean you had to do it afterwards? Between you? Yeah, we, and it was like splitting it uh, four ways. And the thing was, we were forgetting that there was tax on top of it, so we were mm-hmm. splitting it before the tax. It was stupid. <laughs> and then uh, James walked us back to the subway when we where we parted ways. And right after we left, James, is when I found that forklift. <laughs> the picture of me sitting on it. <laughs> and before James, uh, we parted ways, He, I mentioned, you know, I'd been out game shopping and stuff while I was there. And he recommended a place called Book Off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right near, uh, it's not too far from Nintendo World, actually, in New York. And I picked up a couple games there. Um, real nice hidden spot I guess mm. hopefully a little less hidden now that I'm giving them free advertising <laughs> but apparently they're a huge chain there's like Book Off and there's a place there's another one called Hard Off okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they do like books music DVDs anime um, it was really cool so yeah meeting up with James was awesome and uh, we talked some Shenmue talked uh, did you do any training though in Daytona <laughs> I did. I did. You, didn't, some, you didn't find a parking lot to like spar in or anything. No, we were gonna spar with the people that own the barcade though, because they they kicked us out because they had a special event for something to do with Comic Con. Oh. So we had a time limit of how long we could be there. Boo. So I dark side Suzuki the <laughs> bartender, and we we ran like hell. <laughs> that probably didn't happen. <laughs> uh, something else that I checked on recently was the. Uh, Slackerbacker. Mm-hmm. The last update was September 25th. <laughs> it, and never, what day is it right now? It's like October 24th. Yeah. Uh, it had 74,981 backers at that point in time, so it's got to be over 75,000 now. Okay. If they don't get 19 people in a month. And it's over $6,813,403. So it's still growing. Yeah. And I guess the other big piece of Shenmue news since the last time we recorded is... That Shenmue 3 stealth dropped. Enjoy it, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) No, it didn't. Um, Microsoft has unofficially announced the 12 backwards compatible games. Mm -hmm. From the original Xbox. From the original Xbox. They are Black... Ninja Gaiden Black, or excuse me, Ninja Gaiden Black. Right. I don't want to upset anyone. You upset uh, me there. Crimson Skies. Not Black Skies. <laughs> no. Uh, Red Faction 2. I'm trying to get as many of the color-related ones in here Not as possible. Black Faction 2. <laughs> uh, Fusion Frenzy, Psychonauts, Sid Meier's Pirates, Grabbed by the Ghoulies, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Blood Rain 2, Prince of Persia, and King of Fighters Neo Wave. Excited about King of Fighters. I thought that was a pretty cool list. And one thing that really made me happy about it, it's not all first-party stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's 
hopeful. Which gives me hope. And a lot of things on here are stuff that kind of have a cult following. Yeah. Like Psychonauts, Crimson Sky, Sid Meier's Pirates, Grabbed by the Ghoulies. Mm-hmm. Actually, just purchased Grabbed by the Ghoulies for the original Xbox uh, not too long ago, and my Xbox died. Oh. Who earned? Now you can buy an Xbox One and play it some more. Yes, I could. <laughs> Don't bother. Not until Shenmue's announced for it exclusively. How could it be announced for it exclusively? It already. <laughs> it won't be. What if it's that's, a different. What about Shenmue 4? What if that's the plan the whole time? Oh, man. That doesn't. Yeah. That's not. Don't. Excuse me, not going to happen. Yep. I was just choking there for a minute on air. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think that's really all we had to talk about for new stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. Okay. Uh, so Matt and I randomly... Not random. Not randomly, but we picked five kind of random characters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked my five first and just sent them to Matt. Did you have any intentions of picking five of the guys, or the people that I picked? No, I just read through and picked out five and... Every time I picked one, I just made sure you didn't have it, and I never, I never accidentally chose one of yours. So there's, there's too many characters. <laughs> so we weren't in much danger of crossing over. All right. Um, I'm just trying to find who I picked here. So these, so where did we get these from? These character profiles. Well, they were in the original game on the Passport disc, I believe, which you can't really access anymore easily um, without an internet connection to Dreamcast. So. Um, the ones I uh, got came from Prima's official strategy guide, which you found for me at a second-hand store one time. And I am using the Versus Books official Shenmue. Player's Guide. It's weird that they had multiple official Player's Guides. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. It's weird. In North America, these were the only two for the original game. Both the official. And in Japan, I think there's like five or six different ones. Hmm. And I think there's actually a Japanese version of the Prima one. Hmm. I could be wrong about that. There's a there's two versions of the Primo one though. Yours comes with a free poster. The poster's still in it. Mine's too. trash. <laughs> I have that one. I have the Primo one as well. I'm actually collecting. The player's guides, and I think I'm up to... I think there's in total 17, and I think I have 10 of them. Whoa. <laughs> it's... And apparently, I just found this out, the Versus book one, mm-hmm. someone bought one off eBay, and there was a Blockbuster video exclusive version of it that had Shenmue-like cards in it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if I ever track that down, I'll buy it, but... That'd be a rarity. Um, yeah, well, I've... I've um, I've been actively looking for this stuff, and it got by me. <laughs> I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> so, hello, stranger. <laughs> what are you buying? What are you selling? Ah, <laughs> oh, look at my penis. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, do you want me to start, or do you want to start? You start. Okay. So, the first guy who stood out to me when I was reading through all these backstories, these crazy detailed backstories. I can't imagine having to come up with all these. Um, was Hiromi Komine, who is the owner of Komine Bakery. Uh, male, age 35, 5'7", weight 166 pounds, uh, born on no- uh, November 27th. Uh, and so Hiromi is... Uh, it says this owner of the Komine Bakery is a proud craftsman from Yokos. Yoko- uh, I'm gonna try to get all my Japanese pronunci- pronunciation right. 
This owner from Komine Bakery is a proud craftsman from Yokosuka. Hiromi worked for precision-related, uh, precision, precision, related, precision machine related manufacturer in Kawasaki, but resigned from the company eight years ago to open his bakery. Because, because he is clever with his fingers and patient by nature, baking is an uh, uh, optimal profession for him. He likes to see people, children in particular, smiling. <laughs> Did it say that? Yep. <laughs> in parentheses. And that's the reason he keeps trying to bake new types of bread. He devotes himself to developing new bread day and night. Flourishing competitors such as Tom's Hot Dogs, The Funny Bear Burgers, Hamburger Place. I think there's a typo here. The Funny Bear Burgers Hamburgery Place. <laughs> yeah, there's no space there. They put an R and a Y on top of each other. Hamburgery Place. <laughs> and Bob's Pizzeria are a threat to the to the oh to his baker. <laughs> this baker, I, I assume that meant. There's there's a and there's no period. <laughs> What's up with all the the spelling mistakes? However, whenever he hears hears his daughter say, "My daddy's bread is the best," all his worries disappear. So what struck out, uh, stood out to me was that he's got flourishing competitors in Tom's Hot Dogs, Funny Bear Burgers, and Bob's Pizzeria. And I'm just like, why don't you all just work together and you could sell them your bread and they could use it in their food? Possibly. Like how are they? Like how are they competing? Like he just makes bread. They make burgers and hot dogs and but pizza. He can make other snacks like desserts, like cannolis, danishes, and stuff like that. It just you says know. it's a bread shop. And you're you're skipping over some very important details here. What's that? What is his blood type? How tall is he? <laughs> are we going through that? Oh, we're going through that. I did. I did say how tall he was. Did you? Yeah. Um. Uh, his blood type is oh. Zodiac sign Sagittarius. And what's his date of birth? <laughs> November twenty seventh. So uh, yeah, that's that's Hiromi. I always see him uh, in his bakery near or in or near his bakery shop. He usually seems like a, a kind of a a down kind of person from what I remember. Like he's just like, oh, what was me? <laughs> that kind of. He was one of the few people too, and I don't know if this happens with anyone else in the game. You can actually see him walk through a door, and then he appears inside, and you can see him through the window. Yeah, he's got a transparent window. <laughs> One of the only in the town. <laughs> um, are you done with yep. with him? Cool. Uh, I have Kazuo Akasuka, uh, male, age 42. Kazuo? Kazuo, yeah. Kazuo Akasuka. Yeah. Uh, height, 5'8". Weight, 143. I don't know if that's pounds or kilograms. Well, let's let's compare. Kazuo is he from? He's the guy from the. Um, is he from the harbor? He is the manager of the, and this is parentheses, other Water Dragon, known oh, fondly as Water Dragon Two. Okay, so he's on Dobuita Street. Kazuo, is, it's pounds. Pounds. This, okay. This book says pounds. Did you know that Water Dragon Two is a thrift store? No. Is Water Dragon One not a thrift store? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure that out. Um, here's his description. He is a friendly and reliable person, and a sort of elder brother to Rio. Okay. When do they have any sort of real interaction in this game? I don't know. I think that's a weird description. Well, I mean, there's lots of characters that will say specific things to Rio when he talks to them and imply a backstory, but I don't remember this guy. Maybe I just didn't talk to him, but I... Uh, I, 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 I never did much talking to the store owners of, like, the jacket shops and the thrift stores. 
So maybe they reference it. I don't know. Do you you don't remember it? I don't remember. He knows everything about jeans. Just by glancing at the stitching, <laughs> he can tell the age, style, and maker of the jeans in question. Well, the maker. Whoa. <laughs> now, He's a that gene. being said, I mean, if it has, you know, an orange, a red, or like a silver tab on the back, you know those are Levi's. <laughs> and my wife makes fun of me. I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a huskier fellow, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And here in Canada, Costco makes jeans. And they have a little bit of stretch to them. And they have this pattern on the back pocket. And I always point out, I'm like, hey, that person's wearing Costco jeans. And my wife always thinks that's weird, but I'm like him. I can tell by the stitching. I don't. I don't notice people's clothing. Maybe that. Maybe that's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should care more about clothes. Maybe you should get a job at the Water Dragon. I should. I learn about clothing. So what stood out to you about him? Just the brother. Thing? I just. I to be honest, I kind of opened this and just started reading random profiles, and it was the comment about the elder brother, mm. and I'm like. Maybe there's backstory that I'm missing here. Maybe there's a couple comments that happen in the game. Yeah, next time we play, we should make a point to talk to Kazuo at Water Dragon 2. <laughs> All right, who's up next for you? Uh, Hiroyuki Orihara, the owner of Bar Linda, male, age 32, height 5'11", weight 163 pounds, blood type AB, birth date March 13th. Um, Hiroyuki owns the Bar Linda. After quitting his high school in Shikoku, he came to Tokyo uh, dreaming of city life, but found that reality didn't live up, live up to his dreams. He had to work at a construction site in the daytime and work as a bartender at night to make ends meet. During that time, nearly 10 years ago, he met Kyoko Hayashida at a club in Shinjuku. Uh, a year later, they started dating secretly because Kyoko came from an upstanding family who cared about differences in social status. Nevertheless, nevertheless they were happy, uh, very happy together. Four years later, when Kyoko's mother attempted to pay him off if he would leave her, Hiroyuki refused the bribe, but made up his mind to leave Kyoko for her for her sake. However, when Kyoko found out that her mother had tried to bribe him, she asked him to elope with her. They fled to a small town and had a simple wedding ceremony with no one in attendance and proceeded to lead a humble but happy life. They saved money by working part-time jobs with the intention of opening their own bar someday. Uh, they moved to Yokosuka three years ago and then and they opened the bar. Kyoko uses Hayashi as her last name, hiding the fact that they are a married couple. The name Linda is taken from Kyoko's real name, Hayashida. The two the two now live a peaceful, happy life. I don't get the Linda Hayashida thing. <laughs> Besides the duh, I don't get it. <laughs> But anyways, this this one stood out to me just because it's like so dramatic and involved. It's like a crazy backstory. <laughs> it is pretty neat for a random character that you would never need to write this backstory for. Like you, I don't think there's any way to find this out by talking to them. That they're like secret married couple running from social status parents, and the mother tried to pay him off to bribe him to leave her daughter and stuff. It's just a crazy soap opera. <laughs> So I thought that was interesting, just an example of how in-depth they go with some of these random characters. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is absolutely ridiculous. And it's fantastic at the same time. I love it. <laughs> My next... Are you done with her? Yeah. That was a guy, though. I got it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, My next one is Honey Jackson, <laughs> a.k.a. Tom's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Honey, Honey Jackson. Honey, Honey Jackson. Honey son. 
Honey Jackson, a.k.a. Honey-san, uh, female, aged 23. She's only 23? And and Tom is, her, his thing's right below 27. I thought they were Tom's, both in their 30s at least. <laughs> Tom's robbing the cradle. <laughs> uh, she's 5'7", uh, 148 pounds, birthday is December 7th. She is a Sagittarius and type A blood. She's Tom's girlfriend. She is cheerful and active. She speaks Japanese more fluently than Tom, than in brackets have. In fact, she taught him how to speak Japanese. <laughs> to some extent, she can write and read Japanese. After graduating from high school in Connecticut, <laughs> she came to Japan. She is helping Tom with his hot dog stand, but she is not as good as Tom when it comes to cooking. She always encourages Tom with her cheerful mood, as she knows him well. Is warming hot dogs... Does that count as cooking? <laughs> I got these hot dogs on a warmer I cooked. Hey, uh, don't belittle, don't belittle their profession. Uh, Have you ever had a, a nasty street dog? Yes. And you didn't enjoy it? No, they're always good. <laughs> but I mean, so there's definitely I, a. I wouldn't call it a fine cuisine. There's definitely. How do you? How do? You, how is he better at that than her? <laughs> she always leaves them on there too long. Have, okay, I'm going to tell you a story. Street hot dogs are generally steamed. Yeah, I know. So I was like, when I was in university, I want to steam a couple hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So I had a rice cooker that had a basket in the top. So I put them in. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about them. <laughs> and I will tell you, it, it, they were like three inches in diameter. They were like a steam sponge. <laughs> and the minute I took the lid off the rice cooker, they shrunk. It was <laughs> disgusting. You're a regular honey son. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Just a hint, if you're ever in, in a city that has like... Not food trucks, but, like, generic food carts. Mm. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> Stay away. We were walking through a crosswalk in Rockefeller Center, and I hear this, smash, 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 smash. And I look over, and it's a guy, a food cart vendor, smashing frozen hamburgers off of the sidewalk <laughs> to separate them so he can cook them. And I turn around to, like, mention this to my friends, and my buddy Jason's already looking at me. He goes, just another reason not to. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just seeing if there's anything here in Tom's uh, about her. It does say that the hot dogs he prepares while dancing are authentic American hot dogs. Okay, wonder what a Japanese hot dog consists of. Let me do my next one. Yeah, Ichiro Maeda, owner of Maeda B- Barbershop, male, aged 52. Five foot two, weight 115 pounds, blood type O, birth date February 2nd. A rather stubborn man, Ichiro, Ichiro runs an old-fashioned barbershop by the old-fashioned principle. Real men wear their hair cropped short, and he means it. <laughs> the fact that young men's hair, longer hairstyles are becoming increasingly more popular is of no concern to him. He stands by his conviction that men's hair should only be crew-cut style. Real, uh, or, or, I lost myself. Um, he stands by his conviction that men's hair should only be crew cut style. He even wishes to cut Tom's hair in this style, going so far as to offer to pay Tom to let him do so. Rio has been his customer for a long time, which makes it difficult for Rio to explain current trends to him. Wherever he goes, Maeda-san always rants and raves, preaching to Rio while he is trimming his hair. Partly because of that, when Ryo was a boy, he had the impression that Ichiro was a scary man. That imprint makes Ryo afraid of him even now. (laughs) 
Although Maeda-san is very strict with, with boys, he is a gentle, uh, sensible father towards his daughter, Miki. He respects his daughter's freedom and lets her do what she likes as long as she takes responsibility for her actions. He does, however, make it a rule that she exchanges greetings properly and prohibits her from riding on a motorcycle. He hopes that his future son-in-law, whoever he may be, will take over the shop one day, but Miki seems to have rather different plans for the shop. So, more drama. Yeah, and he's a hair Nazi. <laughs> he's like, men can only have crop tops. Now, does it say here, just because it's open, does Goro Ono, the owner of Knocking Motorcycles, mm. have a son that they could... Because, you know, she can't date anyone that has a motorcycle. Mm. Mm. I think she is dating somebody. I'd have to look her up. Miki. We're getting way too into this. Miki Maeda. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's open like literally mine I already have my book open to the page yeah. um, I don't think it doesn't mention any boyfriend just says she's a little angry that her father won't allow her to ride a motorcycle she's also planning on turning the shop into a beauty parlor oh no <laughs> you're gonna kill your father his poor heart broken heart no crew cuts in my beauty parlor <laughs> but I like I like how Rio is still afraid of him. <laughs> Childhood trauma. And Rio does not have a crew cut. No. But he says he's been going to that barber for years. <laughs> Plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, your turn. Uh, my next one, and honest to God, this is how they have his name written in the book. Santa Maeno. <laughs> it's Santa Claus, people. <laughs> he's male, age 47. 5'11", 177 pounds, born on November 7th, um, sign is Scorpio, and he is AB. Okay. Blood type. He is a sandwich board man, walking through Dubuita in the middle of the Christmas holidays to advertise the shops. But he's not wearing a sandwich board. He is not wearing a sandwich board. Does he, does he carry a bell in the game? I think he might. He, like he's a town crier? Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. If you talk to him, he does advertise. Water dragon jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, walking along uh, the street all day is easy for him because he used to be a marathon runner. Oh my god, that's a crazy detail. <laughs> <laughs> I know. More than 20 years have passed since he retired from running, but his legs are still strong to this day. <laughs> oh man. Now just picture him practicing the move at the end when you're right before you fight Chai. Mm -hmm. And if you keep messing up, Master Chen's just like, you're putting too much force in your legs. <laughs> Just picture Santa Claus. I can't help it. My legs if anyone, are If anyone, like, mods this game, James, if you're listening, please recreate that scene with Santa Claus in <laughs> instead of Rio, if you can. Yes. Also, here in the versus uh, strategy guide, beside him, there's a little piece of promo artwork that shows Santa Meno holding a pole with a sign on it advertising... Shenhua. <laughs> but the, the advertisement on it is it's the picture of Shenhua when you load the PAL version of Shenmue 2 into a Dreamcast, mm. and it gives you the clock thing if your settings aren't right uh, to make sure the resolution's okay. And then there's, like, a yellow, like, burst thing that would have, like, a price tag on it or something. And there's some red, red writing. Not sure what it is, but some of these player's guides do have some interesting artwork in them that I've never seen before. Mm. Maybe we'll show some off in a collections video. People have been clamoring for that, too. We need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that someday. Uh, my next one is Toki Aida. 
owner of Ida Flower Shop. Female, age 70, height 4'11", weight 99 pounds. Oh, she almost made it to 100. Blood type AB, birth date September 20th. Toki-san is the, o- uh, the owner of Ida Florist and the grandmother of Nozomi Harasaki. She was born in Hokkaido. When Toki was 18 years old, she ran away from home and sneaked aboard a ship. She was trying to immigrate to the USA. However, the ship was bound for Yokosuka instead. She was caught and was about to be delivered to the police when Makoto Ida, one of the sailors aboard the ship, helped her. They fell in love at first sight and got married as soon as they arrived at Yokosuka Harbor. Half a year later, the ship he was serving on sank in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, that's tragic. Just half a year of marriage, knowing, knowing each other. Just before this happened, she discovered she was pregnant with Risa. Uh, without giving in to her sorrow and misfortune, Toki raised her child while working at a bar in Dobuita. She had many legendary love affairs and became an idol among the men in Yokosuka. She quit working at the bar when her daughter got married. That, that took an interesting turn there. I like that. Yeah, and bought the property for a flower shop, which she had been saving steadily. Now she has a peaceful life. Toki seems to think that her granddaughter Nozomi bears a resemblance to her when she was the same age. So that's the story of Nozomi's grandmother. <laughs> okay, can we go back here? I'm interested in a, a bunch of this. Um, that one there. So, okay. She's 70 years old. Mm-hmm. This game takes place in 86, is it? Yeah. Okay. So she was born in 1916. Did her husband die in, like, World War One or Two? No, it just said, just said uh, his ship sank. Yeah, but he was in the... Doesn't, I don't think it mentions anything about the military. She was trying to go to, to the USA. She wound up on a boat that was going to Yokosuka. I don't know how she made that mistake. <laughs> but uh, she was about to be turned over to the police. He was serving. Serving on a... Yeah, he was, the ship okay. he was serving on. So he was definitely in the military. Hmm, maybe. I so he, I was, I'm just trying to line up her age with how old she might have been when she got married. Mm, I don't know. But yeah, it seems like she was probably young. And then they knew each other for half a year. <laughs> and then he died. And she had a daughter. And that daughter had Nozomi. That's tragic. And she was also like a, a local hussy. <laughs> she was a floozy. <laughs> legendary love affairs, it says. I think. Yeah, legendary love affairs. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you never would have guessed that just by looking at the little old lady in the back of the flower shop. No. <laughs> All right, your turn. I have next up Yuji Nito. Okay. The proprietor of U-Arcade. Oh, I and almost quite, picked him. Quite possibly. The ugliest the man The ugliest alive. man alive. <laughs> He's male. He's 41. He's 5'5", five, five, 142 pounds. April 26th, he is a Taurus. Okay. And type O blood. Oh, hold on. He's the manager of the U-Arcade and lives, on, lives in Maison Ishikawa. He opened the arcade three years ago, but he himself isn't too much of an arcade game player. Because of this, he doesn't keep up with the latest games and doesn't get new machines until his customers tell him to. He has set up various businesses in the past, but they all ended up in failure. He started this business, his last chance, by getting multiple loans. He has achieved... Excuse me. What he has achieved is owed mainly to his wife. Somebody married this guy? (laughs) Both openly and in secret. That's... Okay. She's been supportive openly and in secret. <laughs> they have okay. been married for 10 years and live happily, although they are still childless. Nito-san's wish to pay off all their debts 
and live a life of leisure. Nation, excuse me. Nito-san's wish is to pay off all of their debts and live a life of leisure, traveling the world with his wife. And no kids. He wants to be a man of leisure. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have kids, you know what? He can go to New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can hang out with James. I think it's a good plan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what I got out of that is somebody married that guy. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God, why? Yeah, he uh, he's not an attractive man. He's, his face probably looks like one of uh, Komine-san's uh, just, like, like globs of raw dough, and you just, like, <laughs> stuck your hand in it and messed it up. And that's, <laughs> that's his face. <laughs> yeah, and he his customers have to tell him which arcade machines to get. Yeah, because he's a loser. <laughs> you profiled a loser. <laughs> You're being incredibly mean about this. Uh, so, like, say this is... He's always scared me. <laughs> so say he owns Barcade. Yeah. I would tell him to get... First off, uh, which... No, that one, the Barcade... I went to two Barcades while we were down there. I did a lot of video game stuff. You can only tell him to get stuff that's in uh, 1986 or older. Well, first off, he has to get a hang-on machine then. Mm-hmm. Um, he has one, doesn't he? Yeah, but I'm saying if he owns the Barcade, it was in the New York. Oh. Um, a couple pinballs, too. Mm. Oh, Shenmue would have been awesome with some pinball. Maybe they'll be in Shenmue 3? I'm sure Sega made pinball. Sega made a ton of pinball machines. I actually, um, Sega purchased Data East, and a buddy of, my, a buddy of mine, I actually, he has a pinball machine in his house. I played it on the weekend. Yeah. Um, it was Maverick, mm-hmm. uh, based on a Mel Gibson movie I've never heard of. Um, but it was, uh, there's two versions of their Data East and then a, a, Ma- a Sega version. But so, yeah, Sega did a lot of pinball stuff. Hmm. So that's Yuji Nito. Uh, my last one is uh, Kathy Wilkins. Uh, she's got like blonde, short blonde hair. Uh, she wears like a yellow vest. Um, she's not what she seems. Oh, tell me more, Matt. <laughs> Give me the deets. Gender: female, age twenty-one, height five nine, weight one hundred two pounds. Blood type A. December twenty-eighth is her birthday. Considering her drop-dead looks, it's hard to tell, but Kathy Wilkins is actually a military police officer belonging to the Seventh Fleet. Her mission is to keep tabs. Keep tabs on and control the rowdy Navy men who frequently cause disturbances while drunk in the neighborhood of Dobuita, Yokosuka. That sounds sexual. Kathy walks around Dobuita throughout the day looking for rowdy sailors. She disappears in the afternoon after having lunch, and perhaps she's reporting back to the fleet. Then she returns in the evening just before the bars open so she can keep a close eye on Dobuita's red light district. She's a narc, man. <laughs> so cool, Kathy. <laughs> the old Kathy wouldn't have done this. <laughs> yeah. Now, this book, the Prima one has some of her routine in there. Yeah, her daily routine is 10 o'clock uh, outside the Global Travel Agency, Ida Flower Shop, next to Asia Travel, uh, or near Yamaji Soba Noodles. 12.30, whereabouts unknown. That's when she's torturing fools. Uh, and then uh, at 3.30, Tamura Quality Meats, Yokatsu Produce, Hirata Tobacco Shop, and Bob's Pizzeria are her hangouts. Yeah, so she's just cruising for sailors, just like Ryo, except when she finds them, they go to military jail. <laughs> she sounds hot. I wonder if she's got any, like, fighting skills. Like, these rowdy folks. Or maybe she's just a tattletale. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to tell on you guys. <laughs> she runs back to the fleet. But they can't get mad at her because they're hot and they think it'll affect their chance of getting with her later. <laughs> Maybe. 
I just I didn't expect that when I when I looked at her picture and I started reading about her. I'm like, what? You just you're reading and you're like, oh, I need to know more. Secret military police. What was her last name? Kathy Wilkins. Yeah. All right, and uh, I saved my best for last. Uh, good old Dick Phillips. <laughs> Who's Dick Phillips? You ask. Well, I'm about to tell you. He's a male, age 46, six one, staggering height. Whoa. 194 pounds, March 14th, he's a Pisces, and he's type A. <laughs> he's a foreigner whose nickname is Red Nose Dick. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the origin of this nickname is because his nose turns red when he drink. When he drink? When he drink. <laughs> he likes alcohol, but isn't a very heavy drinker. Once in a while, he's seen in Dubuita, very drunk. Now, this is... Uh, he says he's a foreigner. I'm assuming he's American because most foreigners in this game are. Mm-hmm. He's not the other drunk. He's not the guy who's like, I'm okay. <laughs> With the green and yellow yeah. stripes. One more time for me. <laughs> I'm just fighting daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has been a sailor for 12 years and serves aboard the same ship as Harry and the others. I bet Kathy tells on him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's Harry and Dick. I wonder if there's Tom as well. Oh, God. Tom, Dick, and Harry. Red-nosed Dick. <laughs> um, so Dick Phillips, you can encounter him multiple times. If you go down where, like, Barlinda is, I think, mm-hmm. he's the one that you can have the QTE with. And if you keep failing the QTE, he's like... Come on, kid. I don't know why I'm putting my arm around you. They can't see how I'm doing this. But he's, like, hanging off. He's like, come on, let's go get a drink. Mm-hmm. And then you can keep failing, and he keeps asking. And, and then once you get one of them right, a Rio kind of shoves him off. And then there, it starts a QTE, and he, like, swings a bottle at you. And if you, like, he'll hit you in the back of the head if you fail the QTE. And then it just cuts to Rio. He's, like, falling down. And then... Time flashes forward and Fuku-san's like tucking him into bed. <laughs> I've never failed that one. I haven't encountered it the last few times I've played, and it, you can keep getting it. <laughs> like you can have it more than once, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. It doesn't sound familiar. But he uh, he just hangs off Rio. Um, it should be if you fail the QTE, you're forced to go drinking with him, and then you black out drunk. <laughs> 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 Either way, Fugusan puts you to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Rio, I'm just gonna just put you in here. I love you, Fugusan. <laughs> you know who's great? You are, Fugusan. <laughs> Yo, let's go. Let's go to the dojo. Let's My go. dad's dead. <laughs> oh. I banged the lady from, from the flower shop. You banged the zombie? No, no, the older one. The older one. She was crying about her husband. I was crying about my dead dad. It was weird. <laughs> uh, that'd be great uh, so you know what I'm gonna go on the record right now if we cannot figure out a new Shenmue 2 one of these we can just pick five more each from this game there's so many because <laughs> this was awesome yeah <laughs> uh, gee, yeah just keep your list of guys so we don't don't repeat any yeah um, <laughs> yeah that, that was this episode um we have a big announcement coming up. Um, we have a guest that's going to be on. We'll not announce that here. We'll do that on the social medias. Great, great a buzz. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched, though. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, that's it. So you can catch us on the social medias. We are Shenmue AM2 Pod on Twitter. Uh, we are on Facebook. We have a page and a group. YouTube.com slash Shenmue AM2 Podcast. We've uh, hit some milestones on YouTube and on iTunes. Uh, please rate us on iTunes. We need those ratings to kind of boost up um, things. I also want to thank everyone for being mature, and we did not have a single thumbs down on the Scott Pell episode. Really? Yes. Nice. We did have one concerned citizen. citizen. (laughs) I don't even want to call it a negative comment. Mm -hmm. Um, It just wasn't for them. It wasn't for them, and that's completely okay, and we kind of anticipated that. We did want to see how this was going to play out from someone else's on the other side of the fence's opinion. Yeah. we where else are we? Did Facebook, all that, youtube.com slash and podcast, iTunes, rate us, thumbs up, like, subscribe, all that. Please share it with a friend if you think someone would like it. Mm-hmm. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor this week. Well, first we'd like to thank who gave us our our sponsor sponsorship, who put us in contact with the sponsor. Yes, he hooked us up big time. Uh, thanks, Garrett Chamberlain. Um, and this week's sponsor is. Store Abe, the best convenience store you never knew existed. At least Andrew never knew it existed. <laughs> hey, 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 people make mistakes. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.